everybody. This is Stephanie Krupsack with the Pyramont Living Podcast. With me today, I have Lisa Caprelli. Lisa is a first-generation educated Latina and received a Bachelor's of Science degree in social psychology. She leveraged her psychology degree at the beginning of the pandemic to understand the conversations between students, teachers, educators, and parents. Lisa is also a speaker, songwriter, and award-winning author of the Unicorn Book Series, Unicorn Jazz, Unicorn Jazz is a series that offers social, emotional learning, empathy, kindness, love, belonging, believing in others, feelings, and more. She is an author of 17 books and has produced music videos for kids. Lisa is the producer and director of Unicorn Jazz Presents, The Thing I Do, a family show on Amazon TV. So thanks so much for being here today. Oh my gosh, I'm so grateful. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, let's get started with talking about some of your work. So Unicorn Jazz, I know I got to sample a bit of that book, and I watched some of your music videos online, so it's super great content you have for kids and families. Thank you. Yes, I'm I'm very proud. Um, I just have a new published book called Help and Give Back, so to date, I've published 18 books, including the children's book series, Unicorn Jazz, Coloring Books, Educators Books. Um, but my my career start before I turned a full-time children's author, which has been the greatest purpose and, and meaning of, of my life to be able to connect stories to lessons to children. And really, it can take you back to anyone's childhood because we were once them. Um, I had a 26th a uh, year jumpstart in business and marketing. Um, I became an entrepreneur when I moved from Texas to California about 21 years ago now. And as the story goes, I came here with nothing but like a $100 type story and, and really had to learn how to reinvent myself and really <clears throat> jump into entrepreneurship with different companies. I either created them or teamed up with or I marketed for other businesses to to create a, a solid business plan with marketing and strategy. So it was really a combination of all my life skills, constantly constantly learning as we continue to, to have to do today, thanks to technology and, and the ever-growing platforms we all have access to. And um, for me, as a child, I always would have dreamed of being an author, being a writer. You know, I, I never really thought it was possible until I helped all the di different business CEOs I worked with that over 160, I think is my last number count that I helped um, um, all different ideas in their business, all different product services or brands. And the common denominators I found were um, in creating a business and, and making it meaningful and purposeful is, is really to do what you love. So the thing I do, which is also the name of a song and, and our show on Amazon and kids be TV now an app, is about encouraging kids of all ages and adults that you should do the things you love to do. And if you're happy, it's going to pour over into your life and those around you. That's very cool. And you have an app too. I didn't know about the app. So I tell just, us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So we just launched on Kids BTV right before the holiday season. Uh, Kids BTV is an app that has over 150,000 monthly active users all over the world. And they took our, our The Thing I Do Kids Show content that's been described as a modern day Sesame Street homegrown. I mean, Sesame Street is, is just a big, you know, icon and, and um, entertaining show that I grew up with. So during the pandemic, yeah, so, was, I mean, it's, you know, I, 
I mean, I don't hold a candle to them. However, I utilize technology and a way for kids, professional kids, singers, actresses, the my characters that I turn into puppets that I'm holding up here and using green screen and, and thank, thankfully with, you know, iPhones that many of us have access to, to stitch together what I call the show with episodes um, that can be viewed um, on the app Kids BTV or Amazon TV. Um, I donate them to schools so that the kids could get excited about learning through, you know, entertainment, which is educational entertainment. Mm-hmm. That's so great. Yeah, like a nice way for kids to digest this really great and positive information. And I know that some of the work you do, it's called um, emotional learning mm-hmm. so or social emotional learning. Maybe explain to listeners that are new to that term what that means and what that can be. Yes. So social emotional learning became very popular and prevalent and needed in schools since the pandemic. But before that, it was actually catching on um, with my book, Leading with Unicorn Jazz. In the first book, Unicorn Jazz Moves to a New Land in Search of New Friends. It's a really cute story. (laughs) Thank you. Unicorn Jazz Moves to a New Land in Search of New Friends. She's a shy unicorn. She doesn't feel like she belongs. Her mom sings to her and shares with her how great her voice is. That's why, you know, I wanted to incorporate music with the jazz, with she has a music note for a tale, um, and then she meets a friend named Wolf, who's a crow and has a name that a dog should have, did lot of, all of that intentionally. And he tells her she should embrace her voice, her special talent, and that she should share that with the animals. And then they notice her, they all become friends at the end. So that's the very short story. And so for me, many of us can in life can relate to that, to feel wanting to feel like we belong, that we matter. So those are feelings. So social emotional learning is is really being able to identify, manage your feelings and emotions. What makes you happy? What makes you sad? You know, and how that actually will pour into other people around you. You know, like if you think back to school, to the, you know, the class clown, or, you know, we all know about like bullies and, and things that are not nice. And if kids can then regulate their emotions and feelings at a young age, they're going to grow up and, and be able to be more successful in the workplace and, and with relationships around them, friendships, you know, personal relationships. And so almost all teachers that I talk to in school districts, they are mandated now to incorporate SEL, social emotional learning, with their curriculum, with teaching at a very young age. Because if you kind of think about it, it it seems common sense that if you're happy, you're going to be open to learning. If if you um, are not angry and you know what can make you upset or angry or those around you and you're able to manage those feelings and emotions, then then teachers are able to teach more and in you know, us as humans, us as children can be open to receive more of that and then pour that out into everyone around us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's almost like a form of, yeah, emotional intelligence, because if you suppress those emotions, yeah, that's not good for anybody and you bottle that up. But yeah, encouraging children to express their emotions and be themselves. I think it's really important. And that's what your story is doing to be true to yourself and being individual is a positive thing. Um, not having to fit into normal standards or whatever those standards are. <laughs> yeah, so. my book, Being Happy, is about, you know, 
pages that kids and adults can relate to on things that make them happy and that essentially happiness is free. Whether you like to paint, you like to write, you like to dance and sing, you know, the, you know, giving someone a balloon is a, there's a picture I'm holding up, petting your, your cat or your dog, jumping outside. And, and, and by the end of the book and, and, and kids and adults always share what makes them happy. So it's meant to evoke what makes us happy. And as we know, these challenging times since the pandemic and onwards, um, it's very important that we identify with what those things are make make us happy. And I often remind them again that this happiness is free. And uh, because again, if you're happy, you're going to exude that those feelings and emotions to people around you. And again, even as adults, we all need SEL. I don't, you know, there's no, no one that's perfect. And, and just yeah. as I've got this and life's going to be great, you know, said no one ever. But if you have a way to identify, maybe someone's having a bad day and they, they, you know, lash out at you, like, where is this coming from? Or maybe someone by themselves can recognize, you know, I, I, that was a nice, what I said to that person, how can I take responsibility and and change or apologize or or you know change their behavior so that daily we're all living a better way Mm -hmm. and through your work and the different you know book readings and things you've done in your music videos how have you seen it directly impact children and teachers oh it's it's been so amazing the the happiest days of my life are to be in front of children whether it's a virtual author visit which I you know I do them throughout the week I did one before our podcast uh, or in person which I was doing before the pandemic they are being offered here and there you know with challenges amidst the pandemic but I know things will one day go back to that new normal where I could go into the schools and show them the puppets the show the 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 books and encourage them to love all the things they love to do. Um, I've seen the impact that they're happy. They, I put on a 45 minute to one hour Zoom presentation and the teachers have described it as I brought them like a live movie experience. You know, it, it, it's the, you know, the, the closest thing to being able to bring all of this to life. And it's not just me speaking, that would be so boring for kids. I would lose them after five minutes. <laughs> I, I need to, you know, think of, think of why we like, you know, cartoons, movies, Sesame Street, you know, we need that visual stimulation. And that's what was my purpose behind creating the show and the brand. And, you know, one day, God willing, a cartoon series as I want to continue to grow the brand in many ways to be educational and entertaining in nature. And the, the kids are just so happy that the end of me sharing that, you know, what, what makes the characters happy and me being the conduit in creating this, of course, I have an illustrator. I have a team of people that create the songs and the music videos, like hundreds of people that have come together to share their things that they do, their talent to deliver this. And I'm just the spokesperson delivering all of this content. And, and it opens their minds to realizing that they could do it, too, one day or I was once them. And I, I, it's really me putting myself, as I often say, in a seven year old mindset and seeing all the possibilities around them. Okay. This is maybe a question that I have a little ulterior motive to, but um, I'm also a writer of children's books and we're trying to publish them. What would be some advice maybe you'd give for maybe individuals that have an idea for a book or new authors that want to work with kids? Yeah, anyway, I can help you. There's so many people that 
want to write books, have a story. I think the statistic last was 93% of people want to write a book, less than 3% actually do. And of, so of, of that statistic right there, mm-hmm. it is very hard and challenging. No, you yeah. have to spend a lifetime marketing your work, putting yourself out there, wearing, you have to be your own salesperson. You have to learn things like when you start selling books about sales tax and business, you know, things, can you become an entrepreneur if that's the direction you want to take? Um, I was able to put, to stop doing my marketing business, taking on clients in 2018 when I changed my life to create Unicorn Jazz and Onward. And so I was thankfully able to have somewhat of a savings to live on and support. Not everyone has that. I, I'm very blessed and grateful to God that that's been my blessing. There's times that you can question yourself, is this the right thing? So I often tell people, don't quit your day job. You know, it's it, most people in regular business don't know how to market their business unless that's what they studied you know, in, in, in their career in college. So it's the same thing as an author. And, and because I do own a children's book of 5,000, 6,000 authors and illustrators, and I see their challenges. The number one challenge is always marketing, just because you, you could have the greatest book, the greatest idea, but there is a process and it's long as to after your friends and family buy the book, then what? <laughs> yeah. And traditional publishing isn't doesn't really exist anymore. From what it's I found, really hard. it's still on you to do the the marketing yeah. yourself, unless you hire an agency. So it's not like what it used to be. They don't do all of everything for you anymore. So <laughs> social media has changed all that. Yeah. So you have to. If you don't like social media, I would just almost be like, don't even become an author. <laughs> That's like number one. Um, you have to be willing to do the impossible. And learn and learn and grow. And again, I grew up really shy. For me to be able to sit here and do an interview used to scare me, you know. And now I'm present to schools of, with children and, you know, a classroom or, or thousands of kids. And it's it's taken me my life to become this person. Yeah. And back to what you mentioned about the group you created on Facebook, I think that's so amazing that you have this community and this network for authors, illustrators, for parents, teachers. So it's really great to see that. And I think, yeah, the social media platforms do give you the opportunity to to do things like that a bit better. But yeah, lots of hard work. <laughs> but I think it's gratifying to know that you're creating content that is helpful for people. And kind yeah. of back to that with your background in psychology, maybe talk about how that kind of inspired you and how that helps you create these amazing books. Yes. Um, well, I often say that I've spent my lifetime studying human behavior. That's why I do love social psychology. And it's you know, understanding people and what makes them do things a certain way, what makes me do something in a certain way, why, you know, my mistakes and things. And by understanding people are all different, we're unique, we're supposed to be. That's one of the reasons I named Unique Unicorn Jazz is is it represents that we're all different. We're supposed to be and to always have an open mind to understand different people's perspectives. Um, because sometimes the household you grow up in or the viewpoints of your parents or siblings, if you had that, as when you grow up and, and embark in, in the world as an adult, you discover that there's all kinds of perspectives. There's all kinds of different ways of doing things. So 
if anyone to me, like to have a my way or the highway approach in life, I think is is really hard to be able to take a step back and to look at the way people do things and why they do it, um, whether it's children or relationships or employees, it, it becomes a lifelong learning process. So for me, the more I can understand people and because I do work with people of all ages now, the more I'm able to grow and give back more. Very, very great. And I know that you mentioned you recently released a an app, which is very, very cool and exciting. Are there any other initiatives that you're currently working on? Yeah, well, I didn't release the app. The app, um, a licensed unicorn jazz, the thing I do show on their app, Kids Be TV. And I'm so grateful for that because launching an app would, would have been very daunting. <laughs> yeah, I want to do a cartoon series one day. And I, mm-hmm. I feel over time we will. We, we have great content. The great thing about writing a book is it's your own copyright, your own IP, your own intellectual property. Mm-hmm. Um, I have aspirations to make Unicorn Jazz a, a national and one day a global household name. There's Hello Kitty. There's Mickey Mouse. And I want the world to know about Unicorn Jazz. That's really great. I think, it's, yeah, it's very cute, too. I like the music videos you have. And I think it's, as you mentioned before, too, that, you know, kids want something fun to listen to and watch. And I think music video is a really excellent way to do that. I think that's not as common from what I've seen in children's books and things of the sort to have right. that appeared together is really nice. Yeah, well, I, you know, I knew I knew early on that I was going to incorporate music. One, Almost everyone loves music. Maybe there's a small percentage that doesn't. A lot of people love to dance and sing, me included. Doesn't mean you have to be good at it. You could enjoy it or you enjoy <laughs> watching it, right? Mm-hmm. So when my children were young, I would take stories and invent my own songs to them. And and okay. when children are young, us included, you know, you could read the stories over and over again and, and look at the pictures and draw your own conclusions. You know, like I'm holding up a, a picture here of, you know, the characters and, you know, Quinjaz at the beach. And, you know, there's so much detail that I would remember as a child, like I would have studied these over and over again. So imagine bringing this to life in, in video with music videos, you know, it, it reinforces the learning. And I write children's books because I want th- to maximize what anyone can learn from them. And to be able to learn in multifaceted ways, you know, if you're a kinesthetic learner, you like to touch and see and hold the book. If you're an audio visual learner, you're going to want those different tactiles. That's why Sesame Street was so brilliant. And to this day, I remember Sesame Street songs. I could remember them. <laughs> I could, you, you know, most people can. It was a brilliant, brilliant concept. And I wish I could have worked on Sesame Street. That would have just been a complete lifetime (laughs) achievement but Mm -hmm. but the point is well I can't so I did the best next thing I did and I created the thing I did show which I which was I didn't know all that was going to happen it was the pandemic and having that liberty of time where I said if I can create content that pours into others and and we have a segment called happiness news and where we I we did silly things like like take be happy put him on a stick and, and he's on the camera, um, you know, sharing um, um, what makes her happy and all kinds of things. And it was just little clips, 15, 30 second clips that I would have people help send in. I 
created a lot of them. I, I didn't know I was going to become a director. I didn't know I was going to write songs because, you know, you you want to own your own copyright of songs as well. Because for me, you know, having a homegrown budget, um, I just said, well, I'm going to learn how to write songs. I learned how to write books. I can learn how to write songs. And but, you know, what I found um, what I found, Stephanie, is that, you know, we all need each other in some way. For me to have created this without professional musicians, without kids who have been singing and dancing and, and you know, uh, creating their craft and talent since they were as young as three years old, five years old, it, it took it took all of us to create it and, and then sharing in the journey. I, I often always give credit away. I, I, I you know, I, I, I don't need people to know my name. I just say, don't forget Unicorn Jazz and the community we represent. Um, and it just, it's been described as a movement in, in all the things and all the ways that I got teachers, kids, so many people, friends and family, of course, to believe in this brand that I was creating. I think at first they, people probably thought I was crazy <laughs> with <laughs> all these, you know, thoughts, these thought bubbles as I call them. But um, there's a lot of people that believed in me and, and knew from my past experience that, that I do know how to put things together. Doesn't mean I don't make mistakes like we all do, but I, I never had any doubt that, this would become a brand. And even though it, it looks like a big brand because people tell me that, it's, it's because of my experience in making brands, um, you know, very um, well-received. Mm -hmm. No, that makes a lot of sense because it's important to realize what your skills are and hone in on those and then to collaborate. I think collaboration is key in any respect. I know for, for myself, I work with an illustrator for my children's book. She's amazing, and I can't do that. So I, I like to do the writing part as yourself and the planning, and you just have to recognize that. And you, it, it's fun to create a team, too, to build these brands together. And I know looking through some of your music videos and projects, you have different singers, and you have an illustrator, too. So that's, I think, very, very cool to have that team effort. Oh my gosh, I could not do it without all of those people. And I, and I rely on them. I like rely on different ideas and um, it's, it's, it could be being an entrepreneur could be lonely. Mm -hmm. You you yeah. need to really, you know, you know, it's, you need a collaboration of people. And as you know, like in growing a podcast, like you would want an audience, you don't want an audience mm -hmm. of one. And how do you mm -hmm. create that? You, you go out there and, and you form relationships mm -hmm. and you have good yeah. content, of course. <laughs> of course, especially this episode too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's all important. It's all connected. And yeah, who knows? Maybe someday you'll have your cartoons out with your books and you'll be the next Sesame Street. So I know that, yeah, it's near and dear to many of our hearts and I can definitely see it going there. And a funny side note, I, I have to mention, my brother will probably hate me for saying this, but he couldn't pronounce Sesame. So he called it Stephanie Street. So it's kind of a joke in the family. <laughs> oh, <It's> so <laughs> I love that. Stephanie yeah, so Street. So it's an extra special place in my heart because of that. But no, but it, it teaches these great stories of, you know, being a good person and, yeah, learning aspects. I think that you're doing a very great job of that. So when I have kids one day, I will definitely be reading them Unicorn Jazz. <laughs> well, thank you. And I, I'm so grateful for a platform like yours and, and growing and you doing the things that you love to do and and supporting great leaders like you, because I often say, you know, in, in this ever-changing world that 
we all do need each other and, and we can all be examples of leaders in this world to the younger generation. Again, we were once them. And um, I just, I feel that we, as we grow up, we all have had the liberty to learn so many things in, in a million different ways, right? Thanks to YouTube, Google, things that you and I didn't have growing up and these kids have instant access to. And and still going back to the the feelings and emotions part of what drives us, which we know is, is love at the center of everything, that by being role models and, and becoming better and better people and representing what that is to the younger generation is is something that we all can participate in and we can all be can be proud of in improving our lives or helping others and learning. Never stop learning is a big motto of mine. Never stop learning. It's so important. Yeah, I definitely agree with all of that. So and looking at your story and your background to get to this place, I know you started Unicorn Jazz kind of at the start of the, the pandemic. Is there a specific turning point in your life that made you go this route that you can kind of pinpoint or was it a combination of events? It was a combination. And I did start in 2018 before the pandemic. And thankfully, I was able to know and, and taking the books and, and speaking to the entire school assembly style, going city after city and suddenly just getting booked by, by school after school librarian because they saw how much what I was sharing was bringing out in children for wanting to learn more and the way I told my story and and being able for them to identify. And of course, what do, what do schools want you to do? They want you, They want their kids to learn, to learn as much as they can. Of course, everybody wants people to read more books because with books, there's knowledge. And to me, a podcast or a, a show on, on TV is also a form of writing. You know, it's a way of thinking. You're just thinking a different way. So uh, the turning point was I had built so many people and brands up to to really um, considerable measures of success. And I was their right hand. I was the CEO's right hand in, in helping and and. And a lot of it came from my psychology point of view, to be honest. Um, and I would go into companies that were in turning points or, or having problems in departments or CEOs were making terrible mistakes in their personal life. And I kind of became like the therapist of a company. But so I created my own unique skill set. And it came from me connecting with people. It, it kind of at that point didn't matter what my business skill set was. It was that people... You know, people trust you and like you and um, believe that you can help them. They're going to work with you. And I was able to really build that that reciprocity, reciprocity with all the businesses that were managed by leaders. And after helping so many people in different, you know, whether it be med device company, author, other authors, uh, universities, uh, a car dealership, but so many different businesses it became it was almost like a challenge for me to learn a business that I knew nothing about and again it it didn't matter that I didn't know what that business did it came down to what were the core values that came from the leadership what were the what was going on with the way people treated each other and doing ethically and morally responsible good things versus not and after it, it, it could be really um 
uh, it could take a lot of your energy and, and drain you, which it did because I, I'm the type of person I'm very passionate about what I do. And I tend to give my heart and, and, and dire hard work back work ethic back to whoever I work with. And for me, I just said, well, if I've helped so many other people at this point, what is it that I, Lisa, really want to do now in life? If I, you know, if you had a magic wand and you could do anything you wanted to, what would you do? You know, and and I just said, I want to continue writing books. I want to create a brand. I, I thought of Hello Kitty. Like, how, how could I create something like that, but different, you know, my own unique way. And I knew early on that it was going to be a, a stories. I knew that I would want to have a cartoon. I knew it was all these things. The pandemic, the silver lining was because I could not go into schools. I was forced from going as entertainers were forced to stop performing. I just said, what can I do? And, and it was turning the characters into puppets. It was um, creating the show that for me, if it became nothing, I had fun <laughs> and um, delivering on that. And it, it it's been life changing and, and it's still just the beginning yeah, I think that sometimes when it's a very difficult time where we're forced to shift, sometimes it can be for the better. So you found these other avenues like the puppets and music videos to kind of shift other content online versus in person. So I think that's that's very great. And yeah, something definitely very good came out of it. Yeah, I mean, I encourage people listening to you go to unicornjazz.com. You can click on education tab, author visits tab to, you know, to invite me to your school. I'd love to or refer me songs. We have all um, I've Unicorn Jazz has 10 songs so far. Okay. I've helped write or co-write many of them. We have um, Rainbow Song, a haiku song, music video, dance and sing with me music video, help and give back a, a 12 days of Christmas. Um, I could keep going the friendship song, uh, make that smile a little bit bigger. And I never get tired of watching these music videos, you know, listening to them on all the, the platforms like Spotify, iHeart, all that, um, because it brings joy to people. And how could you not be happy bringing joy to people? Exactly. Yeah. And it's a form of wellness. So a question I like to ask every guest is what does wellness mean to you? Yeah. Um, I feel that wellness means living a balanced and happy, harmonious life. Um, and to be in harmony with people means that you have to build good relationships, not burn bridges, apologize, take responsibility, all these things, share kindness. Uh, it's about having a, a peace in your, in your mind, your mind, body, heart, and soul and knowing that you've done everything you could do right for that day, because one day becomes two days, becomes four days, becomes weeks, becomes months, mm -hmm. knowing that you can repair, repair some things that you've done in life. Um, but to be more in the position of making the right choices early on, you know, choosing right behaviors and attitudes and, feelings and emotions towards people because when you give to others and it comes back to you with nothing but goodness that's wellness I love that that's really great <laughs> and is there a wellness ritual that you do daily or weekly that you would encourage listeners to try yes 
Yeah, well, I'm Christian now, um, and I love either reading scripture, reading the Bible, things that I never did, by the way, before a year ago. Um, I find, um, you know, surrounding myself with, with godly people and having them pour into me, you know, their experiences and their goodness and what makes them happy and, and that wellness factor absolutely has changed my life. And for me, I wish I had known this when I was younger, but we're here now. And um, I'm very grateful for, for, for God creating all of us with the special skills that we had, knowing that we all have the ability to, to change at any given time and to make our life better and those around us better. Yeah, I think to go along with that, nothing is as bad as it seems and you can always be better and try harder. So I think that to give ourselves grace is important too, especially during this kind of crazy situation yeah. in the world we're in right now. So <laughs> giving grace. Yeah, uh, Tony, Rob Tony Robbins has a quote that I'll never forget that he says, focus on what can go right, what can go right in your life. What's wrong is always available. <laughs> so that's every day we have the choice, right? focus on the negative, the positive, but what can go right? Focus on that. Make that your target. What's wrong is always going to be there. <laughs> right? Exactly. And this kind of goes into the next question. So if you have a personal mantra or theme song that gets you to a good state of mind, would that be it? Or do you have anything else? <laughs> you know, I have one. I have one that um, I wrote in my book, Skip a Step in the last chapter. Um, by F. Scott Fitzgerald. Um, I kind of changed a little bit. It's, I hope you live a life you're proud of. I hope you live a life that's true. And if not, I hope you have the strength, the courage, the perseverance, the people to help you to start over again. That's been the story of my life. And I feel that many of us have the ability to, to change and improve our lives. I really like that. That's a really, really strong and positive takeaway for everybody. <laughs> Thank you, Stephanie. And lastly, how can listeners reach you? Yes, I would love it if you go to unicornjazz.com. I'm Lisa Caprelli. I can be found on all the social media. We do a really good job. YouTube, um, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. I never mind hearing from anyone um, reaching out to me, sending me an individual direct message. Um, it's my privilege and honor to connect with someone I know, someone I don't know, and um, I can't wait to go into more schools and meet more children um, for the rest of my life and travel the world sharing all these positive messages and happiness and joy and music and educational entertainment that Unicorn Jazz mm -hmm. brings. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I really enjoyed sharing your story and getting to know you a bit more. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you so much for having me on your wonderful show, Stephanie. It's been a pleasure. When I look into your 